Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, ha- well hello and welcome to Engage for Success. Um, this is radio show number 461 and today we're going to be talking about delivering the most engaging internal communication um, and we have a, a highly qualified guest joining us this week and um, just been talking with her uh, about her involvement in the movement um, 10 years ago at the very beginning. So I'm very, very excited to learn more from our guest this week. Um, but meanwhile, for those of you who perhaps haven't been aware of Engage for Success for quite that length of time, we are a not-for-profit movement. We are the UK's leading voice on the topic of employee engagement, and we're raising awareness and running events through our area networks around the country, as well as our topic and sector-specific thought and action groups, developing research, publishing case studies, and shining a light on great practice. Do visit us at engageforsuccess.org, where you can learn more and sign up for our weekly newsletter. I'm Jo Moffat. I'm one of the regular hosts of Engage for Success Radio, but as with all of us in the movement, um, we are all volunteers, and so most of us have some form of day job, and mine is to be Managing Director and Founder of Woodread. Woodread is a specialist creative agency where we use the tools, the techniques, and the insight-led approach of the advertising and marketing world but we apply those tools, techniques, and insights internally to help our clients create great places to work, high-performing cultures of engaged employees. So, yes, today's guest, um, well, today's guest is Leslie Allman, and Leslie is author of the Amazon bestseller, Better Internal Communication, How to Add Value, be more strategic and fast track your career. And Leslie's book was highly commended in last year. Um, no, not last year. The Business Book Awards of 2022. This year, I'm wishing my life away. Um, so very pleased to have Leslie with us. Um, and Leslie set up Allman Communication in 2010 and since then has helped over 50 major organizations to better communicate and engage with their internal audiences. So um, very much um, somebody we want to hear from on the radio show and um, very pleased to well day. So hello, Leslie. Hi, Joe. Lovely to be here. Thanks. Yeah, it was good. Great to have you with us. Um, and we were chatting uh, before we came on air, uh, and I hadn't realized uh, that you were, you were involved in the original um, report that that was published by Engage for Success and I think you're in the bibliography I believe. Yes back in um, 2010 I think it was it was when I was just setting up and Nita and David were doing their original research then they had uh, regional road shows where they went, went around and found out about what was going on about engaging employees at that time and I was part of those and my contribution was included in the report so yeah I've been involved with Engage for Success um, and watching with interest for its whole um, existence really. Good and is this I think this is certainly the first time you and I have spoken Um, is this the first time you've been on the radio show Leslie? Yes it is. Um, Ah, great. They've managed to get through 460 without me. (laughs) Well, yes, I know. I mean, we've been doing this over eight years now. We, we've almost before podcasts were a thing, you know, and um, now we've we sort of we sort of forged the way, I think, really. So um, it's so right, fantastic that there's so much interest in it, and so many people, so many interesting people to hear from. 
it is it's it's great and and being a host of it is a real privilege because i get to talk to all kinds of people from um what i call client side you know, practitioner side of the fence people with really good stories to tell about the way they have engaged their people or the way they've taken their organization on a, on a journey of change to be more people focused, um, as well as talking to um, specialists and consultants and, and, and leading authors who've got particular expertise and, uh, and insight to share. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a really, you know, it's a great gig to have. I, I, I love doing it. So, so, so you started your own business in 2010, um, but tell us a little bit before that, what were you doing before that then, Leslie? Um, I was in-house, so I was director of communication for um, Cause Brewers and for Premier Foods, so big food and drink companies, so I did a big stint in-house, um, and before that I was a PR consultant, so I started off as a, a director of Shandwick, the biggest PR consultancy in the oh, world, yeah. Yeah. but I soon found that um, I liked external comms and brand PR, and it was, you know, fun, but mm. when I started doing internal comms, it really hooked me, and I thought, this is if PR is like sort of dating, then internal comms is like a marriage because you, you sort of got to live with these people day in, day out. It's not like you just sort of pop up and tell them a sexy story and then go away again. So, uh, yeah, I really, really love internal comms. And that's why I've been doing it for the last 20 years. Excellent. I, I, I love that quote. I've not heard that before. PR is like dating. Internal comms is like marriage. That is absolute joy. That is a, that is a sound bite made in made in heaven there, I think Lucy. so because I was going to say to you so you 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 did ex, you've done external comms too because um premier foods used to be known they used to be premier brands didn't they before that I mean yeah so that was you, store cupboard of you know everything you've got in there from oxo to ambrosia to birds custard to mr kipling cakes and hovis and corn and you know like yeah. every single brand every single ambient brand as they call it um that's what that's why i'm thinking because i oh, remember nice. they, yeah. they were a client of mine but they were called premier brands then and yes, um, yes ambient stuff because we did a we did a, a, but it was all external. I mean, I was, I, so I began in the external marketing world in a world of advertising um, and uh, have made the switch to the inside audience. And so I love that. That's why I'm particularly keen on that quote of yours. But I must, I must ask you then, because it's something I will, I will often have a conversation with people who started on the other side of the fence and, and come onto the inside, which is the easier which is the easier gig do you think Leslie? I think it's easier to do external comms and that's partly because you haven't got this long-term relationship necessarily and I say that I think these days external comms is is much more difficult because of the sort of you know instantness of and uh, 24-7 news cycle and all the rest of it but um, Mm. certainly in the days I was doing it um, it was much more of an arm's length relationship between the brand you were promoting and the, and the media and the channels you were promoting them through. Whereas internal comms is, you know, day in, day out, long-term relationship. And that's why I liken it to a marriage. But I only did it originally because I thought I had to tick the box. To become a director of communications, you had to have done both internal and external. So I thought, oh, I'll just tick the box of internal and then move on. But actually, yeah. I loved it so much, I decided to stick with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I think yes, you know, in external comms, you 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 very rarely see the whites of the eyes of your audience, do you? 
but internal comms you can find yourself queuing up in the in the cafeteria or the coffee machine or whatever and um, and and, a, and being challenged or being made asked to be accountable held accountable for what you've what you've said in you know recent days so it's much more absolutely personal isn't it yes and long term yes and and long term and 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 but it ha- brings with it tougher challenges i think men very often doesn't it often the, the the budget and the resource the time and the specialism perhaps is is more stretched you know there isn't the same uh dedicated resource applied internally as they might no i mean it was always the, the poor relation when i was in-house it was always the poor relations the brand yes. teams and the marketing teams would get all the massive budgets and then it would be oh and now can you just comms that out to this to the staff yes use of comms as a verb can you can yes you can you just comms that out oh, it's lovely well and that was one, one of the reasons i wrote the book yes, i never want to be one of the things I want, we're going to be talking about is the, the extent to which internal communicators and internal communications practitioners are going to be professionalized and are becoming more, being seen as professionals earning a seat at the top table. We definitely want to talk about that. And obviously, being a fellow of the Institute of Internal Communication as you are, that's that's clearly something that's that's close to your heart. But yeah, let's let's start let's start off with your book. Let's start this show and end your show talking about your book because we'll come back to that at the very end as well. Um, so it's called Better Internal Communication. Um, business uh, Business Book Awards highly commended. Well done you on that. Um, so you published that what just over a year ago. Um, what what prompted you to sit down and put pen to paper? Well, it was partly this sort of can you just comms this out type of attitude and everyone thinking they're an expert in internal communications. So, you know, everyone from the chief exec to his or her PA thinks they know how to do it. And actually, it's it's us actual experienced practitioners who know how to do it. We've got the in-depth knowledge and the skill. But um, so the onus is on us really to to prove that and prove our worth and get that seat at the top table or get that budget or get that uh, early warning that something's going to happen. So we don't just end up with the um, post box of the organization sort of um, reputation that we used to have in the old days. So I thought I'd take everything I'd learned from the 50 odd different organizations I'd worked for for, and sort of share them, share them with people so that hopefully people coming new to this uh, profession could um because quite often when you're in-house I mean you know this as well but you sort of um you're a bit isolated you are the comms person and there's not mm-hmm. often other people to learn from so mm-hmm. you, you know the bosses come and say can you do this and you say yes and get on with it but if if you're in a team of communicators or if you're part of a, a communication organization like IOIC or um, CIPR then you can um, learn from other people so um, it's, I think it's just really valuable to learn from other people so I wanted to share what I knew really yes yes I mean and certainly I mean that 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 is one of the big big advantages of an organization like the Institute of Internal Communication or the IOIC as it's as it's known isn't it you know that that opportunity to to learn from others because I mean that is again that's one of the challenges of internal communication I was only talking about this with a a client of mine the other day Um, if you're in external comms by definition other organizations comms are out there you see them 
Um, and, and they are yeah. kind of, they're in the public domain, and 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 it's far simpler to get a sense. Well, how successful are they? What kind of impact are they having? What are they doing? But internal comms, by definition, is not in the public domain by and large. So it's it's only really by collaborating and joining bodies and getting involved in organisations like the IOIC or reading business books like yours that people can get a sense as to what other people are up to isn't it absolutely i remember in the in the 1990s it was all those very many years ago i was part of the team that launched britain's first intranet which was uh-huh. you know absolutely startling at the time because intranets didn't even exist it was called a fast electronic news service and it had to be built especially because platforms didn't exist or anything um and Gosh. it was so amazing that people from other organizations had to come to the trend to the brewery where I worked to look at it. Um, so we had people, you know, queuing up every week to come and look at this internet thing. Um, because as you say, there was nowhere else they could see it. They had to come and look at it um, yes. physically. Was that, was there was that no other way called? of doing it. Was that it, was, yeah, it, was, it was called Bass before that, but it, was, it, it became ah, cause. So, yeah, Bass right. Brewery in, in Burton on Trend, Britain's first intranet. Right. But, uh, Gosh, um, we launched no Britain's idea. first Alco Pop as well, which was another claim to fame. <laughs> uh, what was that called? Hooper's Hooch. Hooper's Hooch. <laughs> yes. People out there remember it. Um, but anyway, yes, internal comms, yes. It, it's, I mean, one of the great things, CIPR, IOIC, um, if you get involved, you can learn from other people. You can be a judge at the awards um, so that you can look at what other people are doing. And it's a great way to raise the game, really. And I think yeah, I was actually going to originally call my book something about raising your game because I think that's it's happened in the last two decades or so. Um, and certainly, you know, with things like Engage for Success, um, putting a, a focus on professionalism and structures and that sort of thing. But um, certainly still scope for more and still a lot of organisations and certainly a lot of bosses just think it's about sending stuff out, telling people stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so you wanted to sort of raise the game, if you like, um, of yes. the practice and of the profession. Um, Twelve months on, how do you think that's going? Um, well, as you mentioned, it's really gratifying, obviously, that it's an Amazon bestseller and that it was highly commended in the Business Book Awards. But mm. the, the most sort of um, the thing that's gratified by most really is the um there's the response from people who've read it so you know feedback on amazon and feedback from people on linkedin and that sort of thing and people who are me who say oh wow it was really useful it really helped me it was really clear it was really simple mm-hmm. i take that as a compliment um, yes, yes <laughs> absolutely of, you know i think absolutely. i think it I think it has been really helpful. I think it has achieved its objective. I mean, my publishers said, you don't write a business book to sell books. You write a business book to sell yourself. But actually, I didn't really write it to sell myself. I wrote it to help other people to do a better job and raise the reputation of internal communications and sort of leave something behind yeah um, so well, when well, i eventually you. walk out of allman communication and switch the lights off um there'll be something <laughs> to show for it 
Excellent. Well, I, I it, it, it certainly, if I will just tell our listeners now, give them by way of a sneak preview, there will be an opportunity at the end of this show if you carry on listening. Um, and if you're listening currently in the, in the month of October 2022, rather than at some future date in a, on a download, um, there will be an opportunity to win a copy of Leslie's book. Um, so stay tuned, keep listening and listen hard and carefully uh, because uh, she's going to be asking you. There will be questions. We'll be judging you later uh, with an opportunity to win a copy of the book. So um, we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. So, so one of the objectives of the book was to help people be more strategic in the way that they approach internal comms. So what can you share with us um, just, you know, what some simple ideas about what that means, how we can go about that, Leslie. Absolutely. I mean, I think that the sort of core of the book is about um, a model that I use, I've created and used called the ABCDE model. And that basically, if you, if you create, if you use that as a framework for any communication challenge, whether it's a, can you comms this out or it's a, let's create a whole comms program for um you know a year for an for an organization then if you use this a b c d e framework it can really um it forces you to think strategically rather than just knee jerk and say yes so i think that's one of okay. the things i mean one of my tips i guess is um and my, how, my what, life... does that, what does that stand for leslie so a a is for audience so who are you communicating with and i always say you know you must absolutely start with the audience um and understand your audience and if you're in-house or whether you're in-house or not actually you just need to really have a clear picture of who your communications are aimed at Um, right start with a a for audience Mm -hmm. um then the second thing is b for behaviors so what mm-hmm. is it you want people to do, say, think or feel differently as a result of the communication? And yes. there's always, you always want somebody to do, say, think or feel something differently. You're never just doing comms because it's a nice to have. You're actually trying to change behaviors. Um, yes. So that's why it's B, B for behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so why you're communicating. Um, Next, it's C for content. So that's the what are you communicating? People quite often leap to that and sort of say, tell people this, um, but you only decide on what um, once you know who you're communicating with and why. So Steve, okay. um, there's some nice models around that. You know, um, Steve Crescendo talks about um, making sure that your content answers three questions, and that is what, what is it you're talking about? So what? Why should it matter to people? And what next? What do you want them to do, think or feel about it? So what, so what and what next is okay. a really simple thing to think about mm-hmm. for your content to make sure it includes mm-hmm. everything that you need. So C for content and then D, D for delivery. And right. I have to say, when you talk to internal communicators, quite often they're a bit besotted by channels um, <laughs> and Literally, you go along to you know conferences and events and that sort of thing, and everybody's talking about the latest channel of communication, and that, as if that is the answer. And yes. I think those of us who have been around for a little while have seen all these channels sort of come and go, or rather come and come and come, because now we've got millions of them, and it's great because yeah. we've got a fabulous, you know, we've got the best set of channels we've ever had. But 
the value is not really in the channels, it's in the thinking, it's in the deciding which are the best channels, in using them effectively, in, um, and it's not just you know, high-tech channels, they're still print, they're still verbal, they're still face-to-face, um, and most importantly, they're still you know, line managers and leaders who are channels of communication. Sure, so, absolutely. Uh, you know, thinking about all these channels and deciding and the delivery and how best to do it is um, is something that's really important. But you only come to it once you've done the ABC. So ABC has behaviors yeah. and content. Then, yes, yeah, start start with those. Don't start with the channel. So if you, you know, start a new job as an internal comms person in house, and the first thing you say is, "We need an intranet, or we need a you know whatever platform." Um, you haven't probably spent time understanding A, B, and C before you come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the thinking around delivery is really important, not just the channels. Yes, so that's D. And then E is evaluation. So ah. what does success look like? What measures yes. do we need? Um, what next? Mm-hmm. And if you've done if you've done B, if you've if you've defined the behaviours really well at the beginning, so if you know what you want people to do, think, say, think or feel, then mm-hmm. evaluation is really easy because you just say, well, did we achieve that? So if you want people to fill in more health and safety risk forms or whatever, something's you know, as tiny as that, the me- the measure of success is: did they do it? Did, did they fill in more? Um, not how many people read the story or how many people commented on it or whatever. It's you know, did the behaviour you were looking for actually take place? Yes, yes. It's not about numbers of clicks and numbers of reads, which is you know the easy measurement, isn't it? Depending on what yeah. channel. I mean, they're useful. Channel yeah. You're using, of yeah. course. Exactly. Uh, they're useful it is. to help you decide on which channel, but yeah, the outcome yeah. is the most important. It's, it's the outcome. It's, did, did they actually do what you needed them to do? What was your target behaviour? So if, if, for example, as you know, goodness knows, and I'm being very facetious here, Leslie, somebody's objective is... Um, Get his, gets this out by Friday. Well, I got it out by Friday. I achieved my objective. Well, yes, but that really wasn't a, 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 a decent objective for a piece of internal comms, was it? You know, no. I mean, you always just have to come back to the what do you want people to do, say, think, or feel, and then measure that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that, of course, is classic from external advertising, external marketing. The, the, the typical creative brief will always have a what do you want our audience to think, feel and do, won't it? And, um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think internal comms have learned a lot. And I say, say a few examples in my book, really, about how we follow marketing colleagues mm. to some extent. And we can uh, learn a lot from the, the professional way they have done things over the years. So, yes. definitely. Yes. And so you talk again, your, your ob- objective for your book was to um, help internal comms professionals approach things more strategically, but it was also to um, fast track their career. In other words, um, be, be viewed as um, a, a real asset to the organization that you work for, become a trusted advisor rather than an implementer or an executor of um, channels or baker of cakes or a scribbler of posters yes. um so 
getting a seat at the top table. It's something that got, has been talked about a lot during the during the pandemic. You know, internal communications as a profession saying we've earned our seat at the top table. Well, that may have been true in that period, but how do we how do we keep it? How do we keep our seat at the top table? Do you think, Leslie? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I think yes. I, I, You'd never go into a room of communicators. You could count the minutes before somebody says seat at the top table. Um, but we do want it. And we did get it in COVID. But I would argue that we got it on a very sort of short term and tactical basis. So it's, you know, as you would in any crisis or major change situation, they suddenly go, oh, call in the communicators and then we come and do our bit yeah. and then disappear again. But I think that sort of long term reputational, you know, strategic thinking, value adding um, reputation is earned by um, really being proving our worth so you know if, if people say can you come this out then ask the questions you know so what is it you're trying to who are your audience what are you trying to achieve etc so challenge be courageous um, don't just say yes and do what they ask you because they're not the experts you are so you know right but in order to have those conversations with those senior people you need to a know your stuff but also sort of know their stuff as well so you have mm -hmm. to have some business acumen you have some sort of accountability so it's no just no good just saying no i know better let's do it my way um you need to really uh, demonstrate that you understand what they need and want. And the interesting thing is, as it turns out, amazingly, business leaders actually aren't interested at all in internal communication. It's very low down their priority list. But what they are interested in is what it can do for them. So how can right. you add value? How can you help them achieve their objectives? So find out what's keeping them awake at night, find out what their strategy is, find out what employees need, what they need employees to do differently to deliver that strategy, and then strategically help them to deliver that. So you can measure your success by saying, this is what you wanted, this is how I contributed to that, um, this is how internal comms contributed to that. So, yes, you can fast track your career and get a, get a seat at the top table, but only if you're doing really strategic, really value adding comms. You're not going to be yes. part of that conversation if you're just commsing things out, to use my yeah. theme of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so really that, that very simple, that very, very simple um, mnemonic um, ABCDE, um, you can, that is your, that is your tool that will you keep that in your back pocket and it will help you think strategically it will help you to be um, develop yourself as a trusted advisor and demonstrate your value and that in turn will raise your raise your game above the the sort of um, jobbing comms person to somebody whose career is on a, a, a nice upward spiral or an upward track rather than a spiral upward track yeah yes absolutely yeah I mean we're in the business of changing behavior I think not in the business of telling people stuff yes yes absolutely absolutely so that we've, we've got a, a few minutes left and I want to leave a, li a little bit of time at the very end to um, give people an opportunity to win a copy of your book um, but if we talk about internal comms and employee engagement which of course is what we engage with success are all about um, how 
what, what part does internal comms have to play in being to create an engaged workforce, do you think, Leslie? Well, I'm, I'm a big believer in the four enablers, um, engage for success as four enablers. And I do mm-hmm. think internal com- communication has a role to play in, in sort of helping all four of them, but only if it's done properly. So, I, I, you know, it's a well-worn now, but if the, fo- if, if the focus is too much on just getting stuff out there, then not going to deliver engagement. But mm. as, in, as internal communications professionals know, communication is only effective if it's actually landed. So if it's being received, digested, understood and acted upon. And it's the acting upon bit, again, back to behaviours. Are we changing behaviour? And if, if we influence all four enablers, then um, people will change their behaviour. So they will, you know, if we help leaders to walk the talk, if we help um, leaders to have a clear story about where the business is going and how they're going to get there, then uh, employees will be more engaged. So I think it's a really key, but I don't think we're, I don't think IC is 100% um, responsible for employee engagement, but I think it's a massive enabler of the enablers, if that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I, I talk about it as being the kind of the glue that that holds them all together, really. Um, and uh, it, it, you know, it's essential, isn't it? If you don't have that, then um, really you can you could you can give those four enablers a huge boost with effective internal communication. That's for sure. Um, so Absolutely. look, we've got a minute left. Um, so let's um, let's give our readers the opportunity to win a copy of your book. Um, and I've just set the scene and say that um, you're going to ask them a question and they need to email their reply and they need to do that by the 31st of October 2022. I'm spelling that out because um, we do have an archive which is there forever. So we don't want people to miss out. Um, so this is only for those people who can respond by the 31st of October 2022. Leslie, ask them your question. And I will then give the email address for them to send their answer to. Okay. So we talked about the ABCDE of communication. So what my question is, is what does D stand for? Okay. What does the letter D stand for in your ABCDE model? And answer that and send your reply to Leslie at allmancommunication.com. That's Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, at allmancommunication.com. Do that by the 31st of October 2022. And Leslie will then pull the um, first correct answer out of her hat um, and send you a copy of her book, Better Internal Communication. So we've come to the end of the show. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been lovely listening to you. I love the ABCDE model. Um, I very much love your PR is like dating and internal comms is like marriage. Um, very much uh, enjoyed that. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And um, do um, remember that you can download or stream any of the shows from our archive at any time just by visiting engageforsuccess.org. Uh, similarly, if you want to get involved in the movement in any kind of capacity as a volunteer, you can get in touch at engagewithsuccess.org too. So thank you very much and goodbye. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice. 
for people who believe there's a better way to work. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.